folks, and welcome to episode 12 of the Musan Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Richards. I want to take a moment to thank you all for tuning in. Whether you're a first-time listener, you've been following us through every episode since we started this really fun and exciting project. Appreciate you turning in to hear our stories and hope you learn and laugh along the way with us. Today, we're talking with OMM Outfitters founder and owner, Mr. Nathan Terrio. We're going to dive into the second of our Hall of Fame bull stories, um, a bull called Troubadour. Nate, how are you today, my friend? Doing awesome, Chris. How are you doing? Great to be here. I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, just wrapping up the Christmas season. Um, you know, we're between Christmas and New Year's here. Was Santa good to you this year? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's holding out on on the true presence. Uh, you know, the the, the antlers. <laughs> the the shed coming. antlers, right? <laughs> the sheds. I, I joked with my wife. I said, you know, I. Uh, I asked Santa to stop by the Swarovski store and he managed to miss that stop along the way. So <laughs> it might there, be for good reason. <laughs> there, there, there wasn't anything in my stocking from there, but, uh, but anyway, um, so really excited to kind of, to jump on to this story of, um, a really exciting hunt, a bull with history, um, and for any new listeners, if you haven't heard the first hall of fame bull story, um, we really would encourage you to go back and listen to episode five. We actually talk about the story of the horseshoe bull with our guide, Tom Hamilton. Um, but today we're going to be jumping into this bull uh, that we belovedly know as Troubadour. And if you go on to OMM Outfitters social media pages, check out Facebook, Instagram, you can see pictures, aerial video of this just magnificent bull, um, just a monarch of Eastern Canadian moose. And we're going to kind of unpack the, the full story of the pursuit of him. Nate has a lot of history um, in pursuit, seen him over multiple seasons. And um, that's, that's kind of the plan for today. But uh, I think, Nate, jumping into that, how did this moose get that name? I think that's what a lot of people are always curious about. Why do you, why do you guys call them what you call them? Yeah. Well, as always, Chris, great intro and uh, just uh, master of what you do here. And uh, thank you. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, hope Santa yeah. was good. And Merry Christmas to all our listeners and and Happy New Year. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you know, great story. I mean, they all are. I mean, so 20 years of doing this. Uh, you know, I guess you get bored a little bit and, uh, we're blessed to have all the resources to, to really follow these animals and, and to learn, uh, about these animals and, and, and the habitat that they live in and, and how it changes and, and how they, uh, adapt and diversify, you know, so I guess, uh, I guess, yeah, we, we've gotten to this point and, <laughs> Uh, this, yeah. this particular bull, um, you know, is actually the, the, I'd say the, the most unique part about him is, uh, and we call him the le a legacy bull because we actually followed him over three seasons, um, before we wow. were, uh, you know, able to actually, um, get it done. And, uh, yeah. 
hence the name, you know, three years in, in Troubadour. And no, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm sure, actually, I am sure most people have heard the country music song uh, Troubadour. Yeah. I think it was yeah. George Strait or something like that. I'll know. Google it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Troubadour is, uh, is a wanderer, you know, and uh, this this particular bull, I mean, so so what we had to figure out was, you know, he was he showed up over a three mile stretch, you know, as a crow flies and uh, mm-hmm. saw him in velvet. You know, we got some great aerial shots of him. Uh, we finally, you know, figured out his route and were able to get cameras set up on him. Uh, and, and we got, you know, uh, velvet pictures of him this year. And, of course, once we start getting that, you know, we're, we're, we're really getting close. And, and chances of uh, uh, sealing the deal are, are greatly improving at that point. So, you know, over the, uh, the course of – so I guess it was in the first time we saw him, would have been the spring of 2019 or actually, no, it would have been the fall of 20 mm-hmm. or early fall of 2019. We, we, we saw him in velvet and, you know, you know, I guess everyone, you know, when you see that big pan, you know, it just gets you excited. Yeah. I mean, I could see a 70 inch bull that doesn't have much pomation and not get, completely jacked up but you know bull with good palmation just gets you fired up gets me fired up i guess and oh yeah oh yeah right away you know just just stuck in my head and you know we're continuously learning here even despite the fact you know been doing this for 20 years so obviously was you know top on my mind and and uh, obviously hunted that area and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, never, never got him. So that would have been the 2019 season. And then the, uh, winter of, when you think of that 29, when you think of that season, Nate, for 2019, did you have any close calls or was he like a ghost? You know, I, I'm not sure. Like, you know, if the guys had a chance, I don't think it was like, you know, we went in there, there was bulls everywhere, you know, we're, we're, we're just hunting. I guess if we mm-hmm. saw him, we saw him. It wasn't like, all right, we're going after this bull. You know, we knew he was in there, but it was, it was weird where we'd seen him was like on one side of the river. So we got guys hunting the other side of the river. We had guys hunting that side of the river, you know, and there's bulls on both sides of the river, you know, guys were seeing good bulls. And I mean, it was just, you know, but no shots fired on him, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, nobody was like, my goodness, that bull was massive, you know, and, you know, I'll remember that. Right. none of that stuff going on, you know, which he was impressive back then. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, nice fans, but he was probably, you know, he was probably just high forties at the time, you know, cause he was yeah. only, I think, I think the widest we'd ever seen him was not this season, but last season. And we got pictures of that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, that was just something I actually took from my cell phone, uh, an aerial photo uh, with my cell phone. It was actually a video, and uh, <laughs> which just actually played. That's that video that you were uh, we were talking about, but and that's on the Facebook page. Yeah, you know, and and um, uh, he was wide. You know, he was he was really nice last year. I mean, probably even nicer last year than he was this year. But you know, hey, 
He got one more year to breed and spread his genetics around. No complaints. He's a beautiful bull. Ended up being 51 inches, you know. But going back to that, that 20 would be 2019 season, you know, no encounters with him, nothing out of the ordinary. And then um, we didn't see him in the winter. I actually, that was the same winter we were on another bull called Big Dodge, mm-hmm. which is actually right behind me here. Up yep. There. Right above and, your head. Uh, <laughs> so attention was like completely off of that troubadour bull and, and on to Big Dodge. And, and we'd actually, that fall, we actually, hence the name Big Dodge, he dodged a bullet. We had put a bullet in him. And so that was like full focus. And, and we found the sheds. And, and then the following year, we were able to, to harvest him 200 yards from uh, where we put a bullet in him to like 300 yards from where we found his sheds. I mean, right there. And um, that video is on the YouTube channel. People want to check that out. But um, so skipping ahead to 2020, of course, Big Dodge is gone. You know, we're kind of thinking back into the the catalog of bulls and decide to go head over to Troubadour country. So we get over there and my goodness, you know, there he is. He's beautiful. Um, we actually, uh, we got, we got, an, uh, uh, Roger Stevens laid out some great pictures of them, uh, winter yeah. photos with, with, uh, you know, long range lens. And that was kind of really the, like the start of it. Like, let's figure this bull out. And he was tough. I mean, big Dodge was easy, uh, sort of speak. Some, some bulls are easy and some are just a challenge, you know, and we, and we were able to, uh, you know, put, put the pieces together quickly for some of these other bulls. But this bull was one that was, was going to be a challenge. Stay tuned, folks, while we take a brief break for a word from our sponsors. Eagle Lakes boarding camps have been around since the 1890s. The camps sit on a 23,000-acre state reserve, surrounded by forest, loaded with wildlife. Cabins are rustic, bathroom, shower, full bar, great food. That has to do with outdoors, hiking, biking, camping, hunting, fishing. We can do it. All I can say is, if you're looking to to get away, Eagle Lake Sporting Camps has what you're looking for. To learn more about the Eagle Lake Sporting Camps, please visit eaglelakesportingcamps.com. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Forward, you know, that would have been the 2020 season. And then into the 21 season, um, we never saw him with Velvet, but we did see him again in an area we had seen him before. So now we were starting to figure out his travel corridor. Uh, 21 season mm-hmm. rolls around. We dabbled with him. We played with him. I think we were close. Didn't quite work out. Uh, we never laid eyes on him, but I'm pretty sure we worked him. I can't remember who was in there. Uh, Might have been Tommy. Um, I even think I made a tour up through there with somebody, but you know, and we, we didn't, uh, we, we just weren't able to get him in front of anybody. So right. then, um, in the 21 winter, uh, this was, uh, Bryce and I just flying. This is before we got set up with, um, aerial photography equipment. We, uh, we spotted this bull in a place he always is. I mean, I, I was positive we were going to find the sheds. I mean, I, we had a crew out there. I think, did you come up? Oh, yeah. I, mean, we yeah, I remember. Up. 
I mean, he was right there, Chris. You know, it's like <laughs> usually these bulls we can yep. pinpoint. All right, he's going to drop within a week. You know what I mean? And 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 he he should have been right there. And we hunted hard. I mean, literally, I think we did a hundred miles in like a, you know, hundred yep. acre parcel. <laughs> you know what I mean? we oh yeah, I just I mean, every inch of it. Every inch of it. We grid this way. We'll grid that way. All right, let's cross the road. Grid up. Move ten feet. Come back. I like I remember guys, going yeah. up. Yeah, and I I can't. I got back, and I was so beat to snot because it's like just <laughs> out of the winter, you know, coming out of coming out of hibernation. And I get home. I'm like laying on the couch. I'm like dog tired. And my wife's like, "What happened to you up there?" I'm like, "Oh, it was awful." <laughs> Jupiter killed me. <laughs> it killed me. It was fun. We, still, we found some. Uh, we found some incidentals, I guess. Some other antlers that bulls in there. But, Didn't yeah, we find? Cool. Did we? Yeah, we did. Did we find? I can't remember. Kenny found was a that good year one. We found the pan bull. Kenny did. Yeah, Kenny found a good one. Yeah. No, the pan bull. Um. No, that was twenty. Bull, yeah, that would have been. That would have been the winter prior. It would have been a year before Tommy got the prior. horseshoe bull because we were looking for the horseshoe bull sheds. Yeah, and we found pan bulls. Actually, he's right. that's that one behind me in the corner. Um, right. So, so, so we get in there. You know, we're looking for the sheds. You know, come up dry. Can't believe it. I just can't. I still can't believe it. You know, who knows? We may come across them again. I, I, I don't know. You know, and it, maybe somebody found them. You know, if they did yeah, and they're watching be. this, let me know because we will buy those for really good money. <laughs> <laughs> You'll recognize them. <laughs> Name your price. Send a direct message on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we, uh, so that was, that would have been this spring, right? Yeah, this spring. So, yeah. Um, so now we're now we're on them. You know, now we've seen them over here. We've seen them over here, and it's about three miles in between. He liked to winter in this area, and then he would always spend like velvet and breeding season over here. So over the period of those um, that these seasons, we figured out where he spent most of his time. So he would winter over yeah. here and kind of velvet in velvet, work his way up, work his way up, lose his velvet, breed. And this is where he spent most of his time. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was more or less easy, you know, and, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was a great, um, you know, uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron was a guide and, um, you know, was harvested Mm -hmm. by, uh, a couple veterans, uh, great people, awesome, you know, awesome guys, uh, super stoked it, you know, it worked out for him. And, uh, what, what a, what an incredible story in history. I mean, every one of these things, like once big Dodge, we got big Dodge. I'm like, ah, you know, just can't be anything better than that. And, (laughs) and then all of a sudden the legacy, you know, it's just so rewarding when it all comes together. Yeah, absolutely. I know when I, you know, cause I was, um, guiding that, that week out of the inside and I'd got back, I think it, they got him like the first day of the season. Right. Yep. 
Yep. And I remember I got back and um, that was kind of the, I don't even think I'd got out of my truck and I heard someone say, oh, Troubadour's in the cooler. And I was like, no, <laughs> I got, I got to go see him. I got to go see him right now, right now. And what a beautiful, beautiful bowl. Um, and as I said, you know, people checking pictures out, you have to see it. It really is just that, that palmation, almost that Alaskan look for a Maine moose to, to look like that. Just exceptional, exceptional in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, you know, really cool. Um, you know, how he, how he swept around and, you know, and, and you can go and you can look at the pictures over the years and, and, uh, you know, he, he really kept that, um, his frame and, uh, you know, some of his characteristics, uh, he held it really good. Some bulls changed quite a bit, but he really kept, you know, kept his look. You know, you touched upon something in there that I thought was really interesting. I kind of want to unpack a little more and, and, you know, pursuit. Sometimes you see these moose in these areas year after year and, and you can kind of pattern them, but, you know, with these big, dominant bulls, so to speak. Um, they are all individuals, it does seem. You know, they don't really necessarily, they aren't all from the playbook. They have unique behaviors. Um, you know, you mentioned Big Dodge was easy, so to speak. Troubadour, maybe not so much. Was that just by, because of movement? Or, or what do you see as the big differences with these big bulls when you think of one versus the other? Yeah, they, it's, you know, and there again, I mean, I don't know, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's an ever evolving educational experience that just so blessed to be able to be a part of and, and enjoy and, 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 you know, um, you know, the management that, uh, the state is, is using to continue uh, to have this kind of opportunity that we have, you know, is, is just, uh, we're just so lucky to be, uh, be in such a great state and, and have this resource, you know, and, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, every year you just know it's going to be something a little different. And, and you just, I guess, you know, it's, I'm at the point now where I don't, um, expect anything and I don't, not expect anything, <laughs> you know, like every, it could be anything, <laughs> right. you know? whatever, whatever yeah. you think it is, it could be different. It's, you know, it's all about, it's all about being there. It's all about, you know, just kind of putting the time in and, and, uh, you know, coming up empty handed, you know, putting a hundred miles on yep. the feet to try to find the sheds and, and not have it happen. You know, it's, you're still learning out there. You're still looking, you're seeing other sign, you know, you're, you're trying to put the pieces together, you know, picking apart forest types. And, you know, I guess the one thing that would really stand out to me is with a moose, with any moose is, is there, you know, there's, they're just not going to bust through stuff that you and I can't walk through more or less, you know, they're, they're going to pick a route through an area that you and I would be like, wow, oh, this is a good way to go through. They're going through that way. You yeah. know, like we, we, we're, you know, say it how you will or whatever, you know, call it what you want, call it lazy, call it, we don't want to kill ourselves out there, <laughs> you know, but right. we're going to pick the path that, 
that is, you know, of least yeah. resistance. And these bulls do that too. So, you know, for us, um, you know, when we're trying to figure out how these moose are moving through the area, now don't get me wrong, like they will go through stuff to fight another bull or to run another bull off or, you know, to, you know, run a cow out of a spot, place that, you know, they wouldn't normally go there if they're just doing their own, you know, day-to-day routine. But when they're just doing their day-to-day routine, they're really traveling areas that you and I would travel. And, um, you know, I guess once you kind of figure out that piece of it, then you can kind of start to get into the, 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 um, uh, I guess the mental process that mm-hmm. these moose are going through and in each individual area. And they definitely, oh, 1000%, every bull has certain places. It just likes to be. Yeah. You know, and some, some of those places are wide open, you know, you'd surprise you others. It's right. really thick. I mean, you know, we, you know, we, we, being able to um, use our aerial uh, tactics definitely helps us to see some, but yeah. it is so thickly wooded down there. And you, you know, you know, oh, yeah. we see such a small amount of, of what's down there that, that, you know, there's only certain amount of, of animals we can actually be able to do this with, I guess. Well, not only uh, that, you, you know, know, other than with trail cameras and everything else of, we would put in the right. Well, you bring up that point to, you know, aerial scouting and photography and, and, you know, it's a great tool, but just cause you see a moose necessarily doesn't mean you can get in there physically yourself. Um, there's that, you know, um, yep. just that can be, I think it's funny. It was, you know, sometimes it's, Oh, we saw him up the brook. You know, we just got to get in the brook and go up. Well, that brook might have 12 beaver dams, but where, where you can put the canoe in the water. You might step on a trout. Where you saw. <laughs> right. You know? So, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a tool, but it is, it's far from everything. Cause nothing beats that on the ground kind of knowing. And, and I think what I love about these stories is, you know, and, and particularly moose hunting. One thing I love about it is there's this build almost to this like snap ending. You know, you think about three years coming together, like how long did that transaction happen? Probably with Aaron and Hunter of seeing moose, getting a gun up and shooting a moose seven seconds. No time at all. It, actually the more time was packing him out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right, you know, like a lot more time you almost think about it. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But you, you almost you, you build and build, and and what I love about it is, it's almost like when it's supposed to happen, it happens, like it just happens, like you turn a corner, you do the right call, and they're just there. Some it's like, like God just dropped them in front of you. I swear, sometimes is how it oh. works. He's, he's the reason for all of this. You, you stepped on that one for sure. And, and, and you, you, you also nailed something else too, Chris, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, the bulls obviously don't live in a, a small area. 
uh, right. all the time. And in a lot of that area, are, it's just places you, you just, I mean, you, you might be able to go in there, but you're just not really going to probably be able to put somebody in the position to have an ethical shot. Right. And um, it's, it's, you know, you got to stay out of those areas. He might be in there. He's not going to be mm-hmm. in there forever. And he, right. if you can figure out, you know, where he's going to be at some point in time and you just wait for that right moment. And in the meantime, you have ways to get into there that are going to be um, conducive to wind direction and all these other aspects, you know, and, and, and be a good place to, to put somebody uh, in front of them to, to take a good shot, you know, but it's, it's tough. Oh, it is. It is. And that's a good point. I mean, if you're, there's one thing to go in by yourself and try to walk up and see a moose. It's another thing to bring another one, two people with you. Um, you never know their, their limitations, their abilities, their gear sometimes, you know, it's all, it's all, <laughs> it's all a part of it. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, you know, what I love about, you know, this, the stories and is that there's, it's always a revolving cycle. Um, it's, we have a season and we're already scouting. You know, I think about, I've, I've been like, I've made notes even actually, you know, in my notebook here on, I really got to check that spot out that I happened to go through that I'd never been in before that I tried because the wind on the Wednesday of the September season was so bad. I had to try a different spot because I didn't want to burn my good one. You know, it's like already starting. And so kind of where are you at? What's it looking like in Northern Maine? You know, what, uh, what are you seeing out there being in the plane? Um, I saw a little Facebook activity already. Kind of, what are you, what are you seeing in the, so far? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. So we, we've been, this has been, it's been weather for us uh, has been a factor. I, yeah, I can't tell you. I've talked to a lot of people across this country and, and uh, we've been getting hit with some stuff, man. We got 70 mile an hour winds the other day. I saw my deck fly by me like uh, that movie. uh, uh, Twister. What was it? The tornado or twister twister, twister. <laughs> i was going to see a moose go flying right now. the cow I mean, I remember the cow that, that, the uh, cow and the tornado yeah, the in the movie. <laughs> that was my grill <laughs> no joke man i mean it was it was impressive i mean you you could have flew without an airplane just right. put your arms out no <laughs> right that's right let's go look let's but, um, go scouting yeah it was uh you know so yeah it's been you know, we've been uh, been working through that. We've we've got some rain. Uh, we still got snow, which is good. Um, we don't have a lot of snow, which is it's tougher for us when it comes to finding the sheds. You know, yeah. it, uh, snow really kind of keeps them locked into a tight spot, uh, which helps us significantly. On the flip side of that, um, that's a selfish side. <laughs> Right. The good side is, is, you know, this is like the third winter now that uh, that they've had easy winters. To me, an easy winter is when they come out of the rut and they are able to go and feed and do whatever they want to do without expending much energy 
to regain what they lost and and the big bulls. I'm talking about right. big bulls, <clears throat> the breeding bulls, and to regain some of that energy and stamina and steam they lost, which is going to help them to carry through the winter. I think no matter what we get for snow at this point, they're they're going to be much better off just mm-hmm. having had uh, an easy time up till now. I mean, we got about 10 inches of snow, I'd say. Um, seeing some great stuff out there, really excited. I mean, uh, you know, we had some, some fantastic flights where we saw more bulls and cows. Um, yeah. And very good age class, you know, a lot of young bulls in the, you know, two and a half to four and a half year old range. And then, um, you know, really good number of like mid forties, high forties, and a decent number, I think the number that I guess I've been seeing of 50 plus, which is, um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. There's a lot of good bulls in the horizon. You know, a lot of bulls that I'm looking at right now in the low 50s, high 40s. I mean, these things, you know, are going to put on some some good size for next year. They're going to be some impressive animals out there. Trophy quality is looking really good. I just, I feel super promising about everything I'm seeing. Well, that's awesome to hear, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just laying out the groundwork for next year. And, you know, Bryce and I are, uh, we started to get into, into a few pieces. We're trying to be careful, really want to, you know, we're really trying to get up there now. Just uh, haven't had the weather. Um, so we've been, been venturing around, um, mostly on snowmobile right now, uh, hiked into a few places, um, sweat our biscuits off today, soaking wet, drenched with sweat, you know, miserable, wondering why we did what we did, you know, type of thing. Came out empty, found a deer antler. And I mean, that was, I don't know how that happened, you know, come driving down, driving into a spot tree across the road. Bryce's like, let me jump out. I'll cut it. I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll go around it. Well, that didn't work out too good. I'm hung up on a log. Bryce is out grabbing the ski. Next thing I know, something pops up out of the ground. I look down, it's a deer antler. Bryce pounces on it like a cheat on a gazelle. I mean, it was, you know, it might as well been like 160 inch side of a buck. You know what I mean? It's this little tiny four point thing. We just don't see these things, you know? So that was our sight. (laughs) But no, it's it's fun, you know. Just I'll tell you, we look at each other and we're like, "Man, it's awesome being out here," you know. And it's just it's it's just fun. It's great being yeah. out there. Everything's looking really good. I, you know, the, I mean, we, we we are seeing. So you know, Chris, as you know, our area, you know, is is um, you know about fifteen miles squared in three different yeah. zones, and which is doesn't sound like much, but it's a big area, and. Yeah. Uh, the moose that we're seeing, you know, if you were to take the numbers of moose that we're seeing and spread them across, I mean, we're talking some, you know, quite a bit of moose per square mile. If you spread those, the moose that we're seeing out, I don't, I haven't put a pen to it and not good for fractions. So I'm not a biologist. <laughs> I'm not going to speculate, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. really liking it, you know, and uh, seeing, seeing nice. positive things out there. Nice. How often, just curious, do you, uh, do you ever like spot sheds from the plane in the winter? Is that common? Yeah. 
unfortunately, because <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> Is that an antler? I yeah, don't know. Sure. Let's get a look at it. You know, <laughs> let's get uh, a yeah. little lower. <laughs> let's get a little lower. Like we're, we're already low enough. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's believe it or not, they they do they stand out really good. You know, white when there's snow, you know, yeah. white snow, and the more snow, the better. Like if there's a lot of snow and it covers up a lot of that the small underbrush. You know, and it, it just sticks out really well. Um, you know, Big Dodge, we, we spotted one of his sides uh, from the plane, the Sweet Bull, which is that bull. Uh, we spotted one of his sides from the plane. And then uh, we were able to get in there and, and find the other side. So, yeah, it, it definitely happens. Um, you know, we, haven't, we haven't done that this year, but we will. You know, every year we, we spot them. Right, and then it's no, a, absolutely. and then it's a, and then it's this mad dash. Let's go! You know, I'm sure. And, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> and then, and, and Chris, like everything looks bigger from the plane, you know. So here's this this antler, always, like, always. Like you know, and we're like, you know, drive, you know, unload the slide quick. You know, there's so many people out there driving around looking for these antlers. Like we really just try to look for very specific bulls. You know, we're not just out there like pounding the, the roads looking for sheds, you know, but when you see one from the plane, it's like, you got to get to it, you know? And we're like, you know, right. risking our lives to get to this thing. Like it's the end of the world. You know what I mean? And we get it and we're like, Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> Something about the antler. <laughs> you know, you're committed when <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done things like that. I've done stuff like this. When you start the snowmobile right after you get it in the bed of your truck and let it run while you drive Just so leave that it it's warmed up. Leave the sled running so it's warmed up when you get there so you can just back out and go. Because the two minutes to let it warm up when you get there, you can't afford it, right? No. <laughs> no. It's off the truck and it's go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's got to be warmed up, ready, idling in the bed. Let's go. Uh, I love it. I love it. Now, with winter also comes other activities. So I got to ask, is there is there any snowmobiling yet up there? Are they grooming? What's the what's the snowmobile trail report? I got to ask. Sidebar here. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I've been asked that a lot. All, all the boys are like, when? What? what's going on? Can I come up? No, don't come up here. <laughs> like, it's just... It's you know, not worth it. We're still they're still trying to clean up trees that are are folding down lines on the side of the road right now, let alone, you know, the trails and stuff. But no, I mean we just, you know, the freeze up's good. We we actually uh Bryce got out um yesterday. Which it would be Tuesday. I don't know. I don't keep track of days this time of year. And seven inch seven inches of ice uh in the cove like nice. in front of my place in, in front of the marina which has been frozen the longest and then uh um i'm thinking probably about three inches uh in in other spots but i think by the end of the week the lake is going to be passable you know and then another nice. foot of snow we got a really good base it's 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 going to be good and chris i can promise you it's gonna be here i'm excited too <laughs> i know i know but but I'm like I, I'm trying to be patient because I got middle of July. I got to go to Shot Show and uh, see some yep. 
some of our friends out there. And then, um, and then, of course, middle of February, uh, very excited about this. I'm going to be going out uh, to uh, Tennessee, Nashville for SCI mm -hmm. and uh, going to be representing Kuya out there, nice. going to be helping them at the booth. So, you know, if any of our followers are out there, whatever, want to come talk antlers and moose and whatever and, and talk about the best camo in the industry and, and products in the industry, you know, we'd love to uh, love to see out there. So that's going to be coming in, in mid-February. So trying to keep my excitement level down a little bit on the snowmobiling, but man, I'm pumped. Now I know I am too. I am too. I, I, my sled is so polished and shined up and like ready to go. Like, dude, I can, I can just feel the speed <laughs> from here. <laughs> that, that kitty is purring. <laughs> the kitty's purring. The kitty's purring. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome. The, uh, <sighs> The, those shows you'll be going to, man, that's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's been a long time, uh, you know, shot, shot show. Um, you know, it, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, you know, it's basically all the brands in the outdoor industry. Uh, it's, it's where, you know, buying groups go um, like Cabela's or Bass Pro. It's, it's all the newest products out there. You know, and we work with a lot of outdoor companies, uh, you know, so it's just, just nice to go out and, and see everybody. And it's just, it's a good time, you know? So uh, yeah. yeah, be good to get out there. And then, uh, you know, cool. You asked me to go out to SCI, which normally, um, for, for quite a while, you know, it was, uh, it was in Vegas where SHOT Show is. Mm -hmm. And now it's in Tennessee. I, I think it's here in Tennessee for three years. And then I think it's going to be in Florida. I'm not sure, but Tennessee is kind of cool. You know, it's, uh, it's Nashville, it's, yeah. uh, you know, kind of in our neck of the woods over here, so to speak, and and uh, a, a great show, great outfitters there, um, you know, great Kuyu's there, um, you know, Swarovski's going to be there, you know, some, some uh, you know, really good uh, outdoor industry companies, uh, along with, you know, some of the best of the best outfitters, you know, in, in, uh, in the world. Nice. Nice. I love it. You know, one thing I will tell you, Nate, I am a huge believer in my Kuyu gear. Um, I absolutely love it, uh, particularly for moose hunting, because, I mean, as you know, as good as anyone, moose hunting weather varies by the hour. Stay tuned, folks, while we take a brief break for a word from our sponsors. If you're looking for a world-class destination to go after big game or small game, look no further than OMM Outfitters. I'm Nathan Terrio with OMM Outfitters, and we encourage you to take a look at what we have to offer. Please visit our website at www.ommoutfitters.com and see what our professional staff has to offer and how we can create memories of a lifetime. And now, let's get back to the podcast. I mean, how many times you have a frosty 30-degree morning, and it can be 70 degrees at noontime. And what I love about my gear, particularly, I think my favorite feature of my Kuyu is, number one, I'm, I'm not exactly, you know, 
a chiseled from stone trimmed man. So I did. It's stretchy. <laughs> well, it's kind of it's got that stretch elasticity to it, so it's never restrictive, which I love. But my favorite feature is the venting system and ability to control temperature and being able to wear the same pair of pants when it's frosty in the morning and then opening up the leg vents and opening up your, you know, whatever and wearing it through the middle of the day in the heat. I've never run anything that I can just wear all day through me season and regulate temperature like that. I love it. Awesome stuff, you know, layering, like you said, and, and, uh, just keeps, it keeps the moisture off of you. Um, you know, it's, it's really a, a diverse, um, uh, camouflage, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it works really well. I, one of the things that I, I'm really enjoying right now is, is the down that they make. Um, it's so lightweight, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it, you put it on. Yes. I, I swear when I put this stuff on, I feel like I'm putting a, like a ball of fire on me. It's, it literally is, is that hot, you know, and, and, uh, you can take it off. Yes. Packable and, I mean, it's in there constantly, you know, creating new products and, and just, you know, always trying to come up with something that's going to work better for different situations and, and applications. And uh, I just love it. You know, so much more comfortable out there now. And and you guys you know, can't, that's we can't see each other. Too. Right. That's right. <laughs> right. Chris, but you're over there? No, I'm the not. The point, too, is... <laughs> No, I'm not. But to your point too, um, how light the gear can be and be warm. You know, I, I, I grew up wearing, you know, layers and layers and huge wool jackets and stuff, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd be warm, but my God, sometimes I'm kind of out of the woods. If it rained a little bit, your clothing would be 45, 50 pounds, you know, weighing you down. And, and I think what I found investing in the Kuyu gear was a transition to my apparel working for me, not being something to work through was what I really found when I kind of started wearing the stuff. Yeah. You, I guess, you know, and I didn't, you know, and I'm like you, you know what I mean? What we wore back then, we didn't think about it. But now that we're, we're, we're right. wearing this, it's like, what were we missing here? You know, it's like, it's a big difference. I know. You, you just yeah. don't think about it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think about it. It's in, until it's, you know, you're, you're wearing it, you know, and then you're just like, wow. And like, you know, Kuyu is really, um, you know, their, their pinnacle is like, you know, the, the sheep hunting, you know, the, you know, everything right. you're going to live in is, is in your backpack for 10 days. You know what I mean? And, but it really, um, translates into what we do as well, you know, and obviously, you know, we're going home every night or going back to camp, mm-hmm. wherever it is and, uh, you know, drying off and, you know, but during the day, you know, there are times where, you know, we're dealing with a 50 degree temperature change. Um, you know, we might be 
moving through some stuff to get to another area and our country's so thick and hard to get through that I don't care if you're going 200 yards and you're moving kind of slow, you can be really uh, exhausting yourself and <laughs> building up that lather, you know. So it's nice when you can shed a layer right. and put it in your pocket, you know, or, uh, you know, put something on, you know, once you stop because you're getting cold, you know, because it's cooling down, you know, just it. It really is like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Awesome conversation, Nate. I'm, I'm thrilled to unpack kind of the, the history of Troubadour and, and hope that uh, people will uh, uh, jump on social media, check out the pictures and, and really stay tuned and enjoy this podcast. And, you know, we got some more stories you heard, Nate talk about mention the bull big dodge. We'll have Nate and Kenny together here to kind of jump on another episode, share that story and, and some other hallmark. Yeah. We got the video here that we'll be posting on our YouTube channel, but shows that uh, show some of these racks here, Nate, do a little panorama. Yeah, there he is. That's, that's big dog. There he right is. There. And then, uh, yep. there's yep. the, the pan bull. Tom Hamilton. Yep. Tommy boy. Of course he got the, so pretty cool. Cause he got, um, the horseshoe bull and the pan bull within 200 yards apart. And then you harvested a beautiful 50 plus inch bull. What was it? 51. He was 48, actually 48, 48. Okay, 48. just under 50. Nice. Yep. Nice yep. bull and, and all in the same area, you know, about, uh, Probably, right there. Uh, right, right there. there. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the, the sweet bull. Another stud. Another stud. And we got a couple. Hold on. I'll spin around here. Make everyone dizzy. We got this guy here. <laughs> this is <clears throat> kind of got the light in the way, but so that is that was the winner of the fight and Aaron got the loser of the fight, which the loser was actually, he was the better bull. And then we got this, this, yep. this guy here and this bull we call chocolate, but we never, uh, we never pursued him. So, um, just really? one of those deals, you know, can't, can't get them all. <laughs> and, and some of these bulls, them all. You, know, you know, we, we, you know, we lose track of some of these things and, and we don't see them again. You know, we get on to something else and sometimes we get them incidentally. I mean, I think we actually took, mm -hmm. I think, I think this year or, or last year, we actually took some bulls that we had pictures of the previous year that we weren't even really focused on. And uh, I think we got yep. a couple last year like that, you know, so that happens too, but. It's awesome. It's all fun. Right. This is great, Chris. That's uh, just so fun doing this with you, and and uh, I'm excited for a little throttle therapy. <laughs> a little Get throttle the therapy. Out. It's coming. It's coming. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nate, so much for uh, sitting down, sharing details, pursuing these awesome animals. Um, always enjoy sharing these stories. Love doing this. And looking forward to unpacking those other stories coming soon. Uh, so with that, folks, thank you for tuning in. 
As always, be safe, be well, and God bless. Thanks, everyone.